0: Ariel Helwani's MMA show is presented by Modelo. brood for those with a fighting spirit. Hello, friends. It's your old pal Ariel Hawani on this Monday afternoon. Hope you're doing well wherever you may be. Got another new episode and a fun episode once again of DC and Hawani coming your way in just a matter of seconds. But first... Did you catch the new 30 for 30 last night about Lance Armstrong? A complex sports figure, if there ever was one. I saw it. I enjoyed it. It was part one. Part two is this coming Sunday. And just like The Last Dance, my pals Jalen Jacoby break down the film in the newest episode of Jalen Jacoby, The After Show, which you can find on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Highly recommend checking out that and I also highly recommend checking out part one of the Lance 30 for 30 in case you missed it. Fascinating look at his life and why he made the decisions that he made. Of course, overcoming cancer, all that and more is covered. I highly recommend it. By the way, today's show contains language that may not be suitable for all audiences. So, as always, listener discretion is advised.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Erria.
0: back in your life on this monday may 25th 2020 hello again everyone welcome back to a brand new edition of dc and helwani and as always we are presented by Modelo. Modelo especial rude for those With a fighting spirit, we got a lot to discuss on this Memorial Day. A lot going on in the world of MMA. We got so much going on, but first, DC, my man,
1: how are you? Ariel, what's up, my brother? Hey, listen. First off, top of the show, I was uh, in Jacksonville. I told everyone to watch Year to Fighter Daniel Cormier, and it seems like they have. People have been tuning in. It's trending on Fight Pass, and I was wondering, what are your thoughts on on the show? What you say? (laughs) just ask you. You can't recreate this. Okay, what what really happened was before we
0: started the show, which by the way, I have to give you props. You actually showed up 14 minutes early. 14 minutes. This is like, this is 13 and a half minutes earlier than you usually show up, if not 16 minutes earlier than usual.
1: Politician, would you please tell me what you thought of my show?
0: And I was shocked. Again, another indication that you're all in because I continue to get mixed signals. And you asked me right before we start, have I seen your little special on UFC Fight Pass? What was your yes. initial
1: reaction to live? I me. said yes,
0: <laughs> and then you asked me like what my favorite part was, and I had no <clears> response throat> because, throat> in fact, I have not seen it yet, and this seems to have offended
1: you, right? It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because you know before athlete, media guy, stay your distance. Now, guy, athlete, media guy with the same show, you would think you could support me. No, that's true. That's I support right. you. I listen, to, I listen to Ariel and the Bad Guy every week. It's one of my favorite shows. I listen to the Ariel Hawani interview show every single week. It's my close, favorite show. Close enough. The MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. MMA listen- <laughs> Hour died four years ago. What are you talking about? I listen to the show
0: every <laughs> single week. I don't miss it. It died four years ago. Speaking of things that uh, died several years ago, this morning we uh, we woke up super early for me, it was 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. For you, it was 6.30. And I'm actually still shocked. That, that shows.
1: That up. shows. What? What That's is it the show? commitment to this show. That's right. And um, then you go off, then you go off and right away and start trying to insult the people that have us. I mean, they let us on one of the biggest shows on the ESPN radio. And the first thing you do is try to offend everybody. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm, hey. I couldn't text you fast enough to stop it. What are you
0: doing? So we're on Golic and Wingo hosted by Jason Fitz today because mm-hmm. it's a holiday. Happy Memorial Day. We want to thank everyone who paid the ultimate sacrifice to allow us to live free and be able to live out our dreams like you are, like I am, like we all are here in America. And uh, sometimes people get confused about what Memorial Day is, but we want to thank uh, everyone and we want to honor them as best as we can. So that's why we're here doing a show, uh, some entertainment for all of you. But they asked us to do the show today with Jason Fitz as the host. And- Here we are doing this show, and it's a big deal for us because they're highlighting all the the duos at ESPN, you know, like Jalen Jacoby and whatnot. But who do they put on last? Who's the last segment?
1: Who's the the A side? Bring in the closers. Bring in the closers. All the hey, it's like a UFC main event, right? Everybody walk out in the light, but then the lights went dim, and the music hit the speakers, and out walks DC and Helwani. That's right. On to the Golic and Wingo show. I mean, come on, man.
0: But there's a problem.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: ready to go. I come up, guns blazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm insulting everyone. I'm saying that we're the hottest thing, the oh. fastest growing show. And then we throw it to D.C. and he sounds like, yeah, I'm excited. I, 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 I mean, you talk about, you talk about dropping I the ball. The Can the I ball, be honest? Right? That was I a bit of a ball. dropping of the ball. Oh.
1: So I went out this morning. Again, it's 6.30 in the morning. My wife and kids are sleeping. I'm on the back porch because I'm trying to be quiet inside the house. My voice carries. And the moment I start talking, my wife calls me from the room like, "Dude, (laughs) you're too loud. It's 6.30 in the morning. The kids are sleeping. So then I go around the side of the house, and there's just no service there. Like, I have no service in this house. It's bad.
0: You buy this fancy schmancy house. You can't (laughs) do a single interview.
1: Now I live in like a dead zone. I bought a fancy house in the middle of a hill, but it's, in. It's like dug into the top of the hill. It's not good, man. It's not good. But we got through it, and I think they were happy. We got a message from the boss saying how much he enjoyed it. He enjoyed hearing the song in primetime.
0: Shout out to Justin Gregg, who uh, made that happen for us at ESPN Radio. Um, You called it Mike and Mike, which is no longer a show, (laughs) but it was close enough. I did not say that.
1: Yo, why do you do that?
0: (laughs) You said it was great to be on Mike and Mike. Mike Greenberg
1: and Mike Golick. One yes. of the most one of the most iconic duos in radio history. That's right. That's all I need reference to. I did not say we went on Mike and Mike this morning. I said Golik and Wingo. I was very positive about that. It
0: was a little confusing because it was Golik and Wingo, but Golick <laughs> nor Wingo were there. Or the other guys. There. <laughs> there were like three there's two Golics in the Wingo
1: and nobody was there. <laughs> like, so who whose show were we on this morning? Jason's show.
0: Jason's show. I like yes. a lot.
1: I like Jason's awesome.
0: He's a good guy, Jason Fitz. Um, okay, a few other yes. things. You call me, you call me your brother. Yesterday was a uh, national brothers day. Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't, but I didn't, okay. I didn't mean it like that. I have two brothers, Joe okay. and Farrell. <laughs> Those are my brothers. You're, I feel like you're my brother, periphery brother. Yeah, like in this like roundabout situation, you know, like, right? See, like a circle, right? Yeah. There's like me and my brothers in the middle of the circle and then the rest real of brothers. The head, yeah, and everybody else is like, well, they outside of the circle, but within arm's reach. You know, we're brothers.
0: Would you say that, like, you have your blood brothers, and then I'm the next, like, I'm phase two of brothers yeah, for you? That might be a little bit too much. I just, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought, you've you've actually called me my brother before, yeah, and like, I felt like it like a, was apropos like a, since yesterday no, was National like Brotherhood.
1: You know, it's like a thing. It's like another thing that we say black guys <laughs> we right. also say my brother like it's just something it's a thing that we do you know like again i i really need to be talking to you off air about some of your lingo and understanding how to be friends with a man of color
0: Well, you always be my brother you're accepted in our world i don't know what that says about you but <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> 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 but we'll leave it at that. I didn't even uh, know if I see, like That's it. a sweet hat, by the way, you got. What is that? OS? What's OS? Oh, the, the, operating the, the, system? Oklahoma State University. It's fantastic. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, can amazing. I see it? A little closer. Yeah, you can see it.
1: I'm not taking yeah. my hat off, though. Come on, no way. Come oh, please. I played this. I, so I played this joke yesterday with yes. my wife, and I forgot to fix it up. <laughs> but please.
0: I beg you. If I've no, ever asked you one getting, thing, please. No,
1: you're not getting it because. So I shaved the top of my head. This whole yes. middle part, right? And you know, everybody's like, "Oh, DC's going bald." Well, now I'm bald. I've got like no hair up top, like Sherman Elmsley. But I think what people need to understand is that every successful black man when I was growing up had this hairstyle. Sherman Helmsley from the from the Jeffersons. I don't know who that is. You don't know who George Jefferson was? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who's Sherman Helmsley? It's that's the guy his- that played George Jefferson. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're moving on up. Moving on up to yeah. the A-side. Yeah, so him, Carl Winslow, very successful family, <laughs> man. He had that same haircut. Your doppelganger? Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil Uncle that's Phil right. From, they all had the same haircut. So while we're shaving our head, getting fades, success looked like that. That's Please, what success let's see is. It. Why can't we see it then? Mm, it's very f- scared because once, if I was to show this image publicly, I can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. There's just no Shaq way. Shaq showed it. You remember Shaq no, showed but his. Like, Shaq was- didn't, His his rooftop wasn't open, so my rooftop okay. is completely fully open. no island. No, it's just like see. Look, <laughs> can you see it a little bit? I
0: can't see. Can you just turn slightly? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. He's so mad. She's my wife. So you just shave the middle like that? The whole middle. Like I'm like, man, I wonder what I would look like if my rooftop truly opened. Oh if the moon opened open completely, that's what I would look like. And then Tiago, my training partner, all day is like D. I try to talk to you and then all of a sudden I think about your hair, <laughs> D and I told I told Tiago, I go, listen. If I have a haircut like this with my body, and I become the UFC heavyweight champion again, nobody's ever going to take the sport seriously. Like, it would be, they'd be incredible. like, if that dude could win, if that old man, because like it makes me look fifty. If that old man could be the champion, there's just no way. So, I'm gonna shave it off, even though I don't really want to. But
0: could you imagine if you fought Stipe and beat him with that? Just have a mustache, shave everything else. It would be incredible. You would give every hope to all fathers person. in their forties.
1: Yeah. Every person. Yes. Like awesome. Dude is, he's the everyman. I'd be on. I'd be like Shaq. I'd be on every freaking commercial for like stuff. I'd be the man
0: selling things. Yeah,
1: I might way, want to do that. Are, are, have you lost weight? I, <sighs> you really do look spelt. I've lost some weight. Yeah, <laughs> started trading. You <laughs> How know, much? Ten pounds. Really. Yeah, because of Tyler Minton, the wow. great Tyler Minton's back in my life. But I, but in Jacksonville, I was a little puffy. You know, I, was, I was, I mean, if I got to be honest, the vast majority of the time I was sitting, my pants were unbuttoned. <laughs> When you were calling the fights? <laughs> I just had to get comfortable. I just had to get comfortable. Yeah, what if they made you stand up for one of those hits? Don't in your stand up. <laughs> don't stand up. Here's the deal. Like, it's very, it's very, uh, the, the, I understand the way the show is going to go now, right? So I right. know that really I got to kind of... When me and Joe and John are standing there, like, talking about them, like, oh, have a great fight. Uh, but you're hard to breathe, right? Then every time the camera goes just to John, you take a deep breath. And then when you sit, it's over because Joe's doing the interview. So the rest of the night, I'm just sitting there, you know, pants unbuttoned, just kind of kicking back until it's time to do sports. Center. <laughs> it's time to do sports and I
0: put, I put my stuff back on. Man. Wait, so there, there, there comes a moment, I think, when you have to unbutton. I've been there before. You unbutton the pants. And it's like almost like, all right, it's, it's a back. sign of defeat. Did it's you back. do it right off the bat? Or did you at least try to go like a couple of fights with it? you know,
1: you know like, it's, so if I, if I wear, like, if I get, when I'm getting my heaviest, when I'm heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I usually wear pants, like jeans. I can wear jeans sometimes. They let me wear like dark jeans if I'm not going in the octagon, you know, certain things. But, you know, I just, you know, it just depends. Sometimes I just. Take them down. Do you have
0: big boy clothes and like when you're closer to on weight clothes?
1: So I had clothes that I had at Fox that were in fight camp clothes and then out of fight camp clothes. Yeah. I'm looking at the in fight camp clothes, and I can't imagine a time okay. in my life where I was fitting those clothes. I'm like, look at these clothes, because the out of fight camp clothes now barely fit. I'm like, what the hell? I would. You were fighting light heavyweight in the Fox days. I would lose six to seven. Uh, like six sizes off my pants, like five, six sizes off my pants, inches, four inches, like four yeah. Inches would, would change on my pants between two hundred five and like two forty five. But then now it's like when I was in 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 Jacksonville, I had to be two hundred and fifty eight pounds. I was fat, so heavy, two sixty, <laughs> so fat and happy. Like, listen, listen, people want to talk. Oh, you're fat. Well, shit, okay. I'm fat and I'm happy. And guess what else? I can be whatever I want, honestly, because it's up to me. If I'm comfortable with me, I don't care if you judge me. And this is a very strong message for people that yes. are happy in their own skin. You're happy in your own skin, even though behind closed doors at times you question whether or not you're getting a little too big. But if you're happy, you're happy. And that's what I want to tell these people. that say, I'm fat. Okay, I am. So what? Yeah. So what? So what? That's right. So what? Yes, I got a wife course. that you loves me. Them. I have children. I have every. I have my house. I have my health. <laughs> 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 I do this, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> you, pee you tell out. them. You, you tell out. them those people looking down on
1: you. What do they looking have? Oh wow, because, looking down on me because of my body. <laughs> I hope that you got a six pack. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you like that area? This one. I hope you got a six pack if you gonna talk about how fat I am.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh Honestly. my gosh! <laughs> By <laughs> the <laughs> way, speaking of those days, speaking of those early days, it reminded me because, uh, you know, historically, Memorial Day weekend for the UFC—it's a big one, big one. Now we got nothing. We went nothing. from having some of the <laughs> biggest fights of all time to nothing. And you took part in two of those historic Memorial Day mm-hmm. cards. So we had two anniversaries for you this past weekend. We no. had UFC 173 when you made your debut at, actually, no, your second no, fight no, at 205 against Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson, mm-hmm. and then. UFC 187, when you finally tasted gold, right? And it tasted so sweet.
1: I mean, it was like getting 11 chicken wings when you ordered 10. You know, you remember Chase German? It was like getting that extra. I mean, boy, when you get a hold of that belt.
0: Can I break the fourth wall for a sec? Go ahead. Can I reveal something that we've never talked about? We haven't even talked about this beforehand. Okay, tell me, man. You don't know what it is?
1: You were one You were rooting for Rumble or some crazy no, stuff absolutely. like that. No, like Rumble. I,
0: I would never do that. Okay, so that win over Rumble Johnson, that's very memorable, right? Because you mm-hmm. won your first belt. But what else is very memorable about that fight or about that evening? Um, Dare I say your post-fight interview? Oh, it
1: was the thing with the, the, the Johnson. What Jones. did you say? I said, uh, Joe Rogan, no disrespect to you, Artif. Fifteen thousand people in this arena, but I got a message for one man because he's watching. You knew he was watching, right? And I said, "Get your stuff together. I'm be here waiting for you."
0: Right. You remember that, good. right?
1: Yeah, I do. It was good. Do you remember how that all came about? I remember talking to Andrew Mayer. No, get out you, of here! What are you, you talking about? You, you called? Yeah, you called me the morning of that fight at like six thirty in the morning. And I you remember totally, this. I was like, "Hey, I think I got something to say in the octagon." Get out of here!
0: This is a lie, right here. You called me at six thirty in the morning. The morning of this. Listen, you called me at six thirty in the morning, the morning of that fight, and I saw your 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 name on my phone. I'm in bed. I'm at the MGM Grand. I was like, "Holy smokes, Daniel Cormier!" And you know, we had a good relationship. I don't know if we were as close as we are now, but you know, mm-hmm. something was brewing, right? Yeah, you could feel it. And this man chooses to call me the morning of his UFC title fight. This is a big deal. So I was worried. I initially Andy when I talked said, to me about this. Get out of here, Andy. Listen, I love Andy Mayer. No one knows who we're talking about right now, a mutual friend. He has nothing to do with this. Listen to me. You call me, and I'm worried, and you're, all, you're in bed, but you're feeling good. And then we get to the point where we start talking about what you're going to say when you win. And I said, D.C., I have the perfect post-fight interview for you and i said it to you and you freaking nailed it and i was in the back working for fox and everyone was like hype that you want cuz you work for fox and I'm mm-hmm. like shh is he going to say it and you freaking nailed that thing like word
1: for word verbatim no, exactly what i told you to say i told you to say I that i disagree with this i maybe told parts, you to say that maybe parts maybe parts of it yes maybe parts because i remember someone talking to me about it i really me do. i was the someone that morning the morning of the fight yes i you called you me. You called me and I said you,
0: I said, DC, say this. This is perfect, because he's gonna be watching. John Jones, get your together,
1: I'm be waiting for you. You nailed it. Verbatim. And I was so proud. I don't remember this, but okay. If you say I know if you say that, you talk to me about it, I I I do. Because I was telling somebody this yesterday. I was like, you know, when you do these things, octagon, the at times you gotta think about what you're gonna say, because the post fight presser interviews, all that, it's never a bigger moment than inside the octagon with Joe Rogan. Right. Like with Joe, you got to have your moment. and I've had some pretty good moments, man, things that have stood stood uh, the test of time. Somebody said, they put one up yesterday. They said, DC had this iconic call out, the UFC, about John Jones. And I said, I'm always in your bracket and all that. And somebody that was like, 173, by the way. Yeah. Same weekend. Like, you lost. I'm like, So what? So what? It's like, you lost. Okay, so what? But again, I got exactly what I wanted right, I got the fights, Mm -hmm. so it worked, I got the fights, like, everything I said, even though I didn't win the fights, I got the fights, I got the fight for the belt, I've had eight UFC championship fights, I got everything I wanted, it worked, so I think people just kind of, uh, I honestly think sometimes people are just kind of stupid, to be honest, (laughs) I just think some fans are actually really stupid, like, people don't, you don't understand, like, when people talk about you lost a fight, like, look, it sucks to lose a fight to anybody. But if I'm fighting John Jones and I'm making, say, I'm making five hundred thousand dollars to fight, uh, um, Vulcan, right, mm-hmm. five hundred grand, or Dan Henderson at the time, I was making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! But I call out John Jones, and then I make three million dollars. Right, And I get to fight him again, and I make another three million dollars. Now, who's winning? Right, ultimately, you're winning on some phase of that deal, you know. So, yeah, it sucks to lose the fight, but I think people are such so small minded that you got to understand, like, it's about winning and losing, which I've done way more than I've ever lost. But it's also about making money, man, and you gotta make money. I mean, look, one of our greatest champions right now is walking away from the sport and. When you think about it, it looks like he's walking away because of what? Not because he's losing fights. What's he walking away for?
0: He wants to, I don't know, evolve, or maybe he's not happy with the money that he's
1: making. He, I think he wants more money, right? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Even he came out and said it. You know, They know the number. Henry said right, right, right. they know the number, right? So I'm making the money. So in some portion, I'm winning. Sure, so of course. You're getting exactly what you want. I didn't win the fights, but I got exactly what I wanted.
0: I just can't believe that you're not giving me credit for coming up with that gold. But I do. That the, was
1: one of my best ones. To that dislike. was. But
0: you know what? If you go back to the clip, Lorenzo didn't like it. He was kind
1: of looking at you like, I really? I left. No, yeah, he wasn't you... mad though because I asked him. I actually texted Lorenzo. I was like, hey, are you mad at me because I didn't. Oh, really? And he goes, no, no, it's not. A big deal. He goes, don't listen to these fans because, you know, people were like writing it all over. Like, oh, yeah. Lorenzo's mad. He's like, don't, don't pay attention to that. He's like, of course I wasn't mad. He goes, you just built your guys' rematch as good as it could have been built. Lorenzo was not mad at all. He just couldn't understand that. I didn't... So, those guys, like... And look, man, Lorenzo Fertitta was the man, bro. Like, he was just... He was, like... He was so smart business-wise, but he took care of his guys. Like, he always did these things, these random things that... Like, right now, like, right now, obviously, any money's good. But, like, with Lorenzo, it's like, I wasn't making all this money that I make today. Like, so now... I don't even expect any like backroom bonuses, but man, Lorenzo would just give you extra money to make sure that his champions were making an X amount of dollars. He was, he was the man. And he just didn't understand. Like he was like, you didn't want to live in your moment for a second. I was like, it was all I had to say. And he was like, that's it. He was like, I'm not mad. He was like, but boy, he said, I know how much it means to you to be the champion. He said, you could have lived in your moment, but he wasn't mad at all.
0: It was a great moment. It was quite a, awesome. a great moment. You have had me, two, and the,
1: then me and Luke Rock cold Miss our hands. Yeah, friendship. you did. <laughs> That's like <laughs> it totally like it totally encompasses our our friendship too. We're always like, <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like so bad. You were so fired up, and you totally missed it. But it was great. He saved. And we it. went
1: like elbow to elbow. We're like, ah, he's my boy, man. I
0: remember before the the Dan Henderson fight, like you were kind of torn about that one because you loved Dan Henderson. You didn't I was. really want to beat him up that bad, even though you did.
1: Yeah, but once you get in there, man, this killer be killed. You know, you can be the nicest guy in the world, but once you're in that octagon, you got to try to win the fight because the other guy is. So, it is what it is. The one thing I remember about the Dan Henderson fight was so odd. It felt like there was sand all in the octagon. I have no idea what it was, but there's this grainy thing all over the floor. So mm. every time we got up, because I kept taking him down, it was just stuff all over my body. And then at one really? point, Dan's like, "There's some sand in my eyes," right? Because he oh. was on his belly. But I don't know what that was. I don't know what it was on the on the the can the canvas. It's the only time I've ever felt that. It was weird. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It was very yeah. weird. Grainy little substance. Okay, so you mentioned yeah, a few. It's been great weekends. Uh, and and Day good
0: to by the way, I wouldn't mind if they brought it back. Or maybe it's good to have the little break because no, of course I there's like, a bunch.
1: I think that we want we want those big moments. Like you want those big moments back. You want Memorial Day. You want in in, in a fight weekend. You want the, the the last December fight card to be good. You know you want those days that have long been tied with the UFC. See, having big events like I want that like I love those things
0: so you mentioned a couple people there um who are actually in the news right now the first one is Henry Sahudo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually just spoke to uh, a source at the UFC who confirmed that he has retired mm-hmm. and that he is no longer the bantamweight champion of the UFC I asked USADA if he officially wrote to them saying that he's retired, right? So that he's out of the testing pool because that's like a real indication because then when you try to go back in, it's six months. So some people say they're quote-unquote retired, but they're not really retired. But if you tell USADA, you're really retired because you've got to go through a whole process to come back. And if you go on the website right now, Bantamweight title is vacant. Are you surprised? Here we are, what, less than a month after his
1: fight? You, that they went through you. with this this quickly? Man, I told you guys. Didn't I tell you? When we first talked about this, I was like, I saw him do it in wrestling. And – He's unhappy. The guy's done well. He can he can go and start something different. It's it, it it is it is absolutely not surprising at all. And I do believe that people will people will miss Henry Cejudo now that he's gone because he oh, yeah. evolved into one of the absolute best fighters in the world in a very short period of time. I mean, what's his window? Five years? He was, he gave five years. He gave five years. Fifteen? I mean, I remember him making his debut in Mexico City, right when Kane fought. That was it. Like he's gone. Well, remember he
0: was supposed to fight UFC 177. He missed weight and -hmm. actually quit. And Captain Eric convinced him to stick around. And then he returned Mm -hmm. a few months later because he couldn't make that weight. But you don't believe that he's done forever. There's no chance he's done forever. He might be done now, but forever, no way.
1: I believe if he says that he's done, I believe Henry Cejudo. Really? really, Yeah. I mean, I I never would have imagined he'd walked away from wrestling at the time. And I know it's much different because you don't make as much money. But and if he's making. $500,000, $700,000 Five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, opposed to whatever he wants to make. It's still a lot of money, but you know, I think his happiness is, is is most important, and he must be at a place now where he's comfortable and he can take care of his family and everybody, and, and he's good. Would he have been the favorite to repeat in two thousand twelve? He'd been very close to twenty five. He'd been twenty five years yeah. old. You know, like, it's not like he'd have been an old guy. He'd have been 25 years old now. So, yeah, he'd have been very, very close. I mean, there were some good guys, though. You know, there were always the Russians, very good. I think Kadukov was wrestling at the time. Um, I'm not sure because he ended up passing away. I don't remember the year exactly that he did. But it would have been tough for him. But I I think he would have absolutely been in the running. I don't know if he'd have been able to make 121 anymore. And I think that's what he wrestled at uh, the In the Olympics,
0: yeah. But here's the thing. So, okay, so if it is vacant and he's retired for now, why not do Aljamain Sterling versus
1: Corey Sanhagen UFC 250 Mm -hmm. for the bantamweight title? Beef up that pay-per-view. Why not? And then have the winner fight Jan. I think think the guy's Peoria Jan, man. Peoria Jan needs to be in the title fight. Why? Why does he need to be? He's good, man. Yeah, sure. Have him fight the winner. Because he was the guy, right? He was the guy that was going to fight for the belt next. And to make a title fight without him is... It's, it's not... I'm just saying he's the guy. That dude's the guy. He's the guy. You but 250
0: know. is very thin, man. 250 is thin. You add another I was pay-per-view. The, I was the, uh,
1: another title to the pay-per-view is good stuff. See, but that's the thing, though, right? Like, for a while, and I don't know if this was on on record or off, we spoke about this, and it was like, sometimes they don't need as many title fights. I think they're good fights on that card. I mean, Cody Garmech, I was looking at it yesterday. I was like, wow, oh, this is not a bad card. When I looked at it top to bottom, some good right. fights. But... Obviously, I have to worry about Woodley versus Burns. That's the first fight I'm going to work. Are leave. you going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm working. When are you going? I leave on Wednesday. I leave Wednesday. <laughs> so I no leave. way. Is that me? You you, that me? Yes. I it's didn't it. know that. I'm horrible at that. Like, no, I'm, I'm doing Woodley Burns this weekend. Yeah. And then, remember before when I came back home, I had to quarantine. Like, my wife wouldn't let me come back to the house until I went and got tested again. Right. I'm going to Vegas on Wednesday because we have to get there early because the, new, the UFC added new testing and protocols. Yep. So I have to get tested on Wednesday before I can uh, do anything on Thursday in right. terms of being in my, the training and getting out of my room. And then I have to get tested again on Thursday. No, no, I get Friday. tested Wednesday. I get tested Wednesday so that I know I'm clean on Thursday. That way I can work Friday morning right at, for, for, for UFC Live. Once I'm done with UFC Live, I can get tested again on Friday, and then I can work the pay-per-view on Saturday. But once I get tested on Friday, I'm not allowed to leave until after the fight. Yep.
0: I actually just reported this for ESPN.com. So they've uh, sent out uh, a memo with new stricter guidelines. Mm -hmm. Basically, you have to check in on Wednesday. You have to take the swab test right away. Mm -hmm. Then you have to self-isolate in your room for 24 or so hours until they give you the results. If you are negative, you go about your – your time, then you weigh in Friday morning and then immediately following the weigh-ins, you take a second swab test Mm -hmm. and then you wait for the results. But after the second swab test, they're asking you not to leave your room until it's time to go to the Apex Arena on Saturday. So this is different than Jacksonville. You're subjected to this as well, but I had no idea. So you're doing Woodley on May 30th and you're doing 250?
1: Yes. So I'm doing Woodley Burns on May 30th and then I do June 6th the following week. So But because my wife won't allow me to just come back into the house, I have to quarantine. So it takes me four days. So what my plan is to do, right? I'm going to take my training partners and my nutritionist because I feel like I'm still preparing for August 1st, right? I have to get myself ready to go. So I'll take my guys. I'll try to see if I can get Heather, the UFC PI's head uh, trainer or uh, get into the PI to get my, all my rehab and physical therapy done while I'm there for 10 days. And then I'll, uh, And then I'll drive home from Vegas, opposed to going back into the airport. So I'll get tested. shows? No, 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 no. I'm going to stay the whole time. Oh, wow. I'm just going to stay for like 10 days, right? So that, 11 days. So that I work, I'll stay and train, work through the weekend. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, train there. You go to the PI if it's possible. Get rehab, make sure my back and everything is good. Friday, go work. Saturday. But now once I get back to Wednesday, I got to go through that whole testing procedures right over again, right? So I'll have to do all the tests Wednesday, Friday to get to the weekend. And then instead of going to the airport, that scares Selena, I'll just get a rental car and me and my partners will drive home after all the testing because they actually have to get tested too. They can't go right. with me unless uh, I get them tested. So
0: where are you going to stay
1: at the fighter hotel? I just okay. rather stay there, man. I, you know, I don't want to be because, because look, the fighter Hotel has everything, right? They'll have workout facility. They'll have everything I need to be at that hotel and to train. So, yeah, I'm staying at the fighter Hotel. You're
0: going to have, like, five
1: swab tests before I ever even leave my house. I know. No, seven. It'll be six. Six. <laughs> That's crazy. It'll be one, two, three, four, five, six.
0: Yeah, six or seven. We went to the hardware store yesterday to pick up sand because we were building a sandbox, <laughs> and I was, like, covered head to toe, like, <laughs> ask eye mask, gloves. I'd even leave the car. I was just in the vicinity. The guy just put it in our <laughs> trunk and you're go- out there getting swab tests like on the daily. It's incredible. Well,
1: it's because like, well, so first I want to work, right? I want to get back to work and, and I want to get back to work, man. I want to be around the fights. I, I don't want to just wait to, to August, right? First and walk into a fight with no experience as to how this thing's going to be. So even though mm. I'm experiencing it as a commentator, I'm still experiencing it, right? When Stepe walks in there, that'll be the first time he's walking to an empty arena to fight and God knows how long. So I think it, 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 it I think it, it's value in and being able to be around the event, understand the way it operates, being on the ground, seeing how fighters are dealing with it and everything and taking those experiences and applying them to your fight as you uh, get ready to go.
0: I feel like this is uh, the perfect time for my, my daily question, or excuse me, my weekly question. It's almost daily when we're talking, but weekly question on the show uh, any update on the fight itself?
1: Waiting, you know. I'm, I'm kind of just like you guys, you know. Steve I Pe- heard him say to you, "Stop crying." You saw that? steve has got to hate Mondays at this point. <laughs> He's <was> just <laughs> running like, and Mondays they are like, hey, here we go again. Mondays coming, he seems to be talking crazy again. He's got to hate Monday at this point. But no, I haven't heard anything yet. You know, there's was a little hesitation, but um, I mean, it should there should be some hesitation. You know, I was looking at uh fight stats the other day, um. And the first round, I whitewashed him. Second round, it wasn't very close. I hit him like 60 times, he landed 30. Third round, I hit him like 50, he landed 30. Even in the fourth round, he was landing those beautiful body shots and got the finish. He only was like outlanding me by a few shots, you know, like, so I was really, Uh, I it wasn't, you know, in terms of of output and lands, it wasn't as close as I envisioned because I never watched it. I just kind of walked away from it, so. But I just do need to incorporate more wrestling, um, be more in close, and obviously fix the body shot issue.
0: Yeah. And by the way, going back to what we were talking about before we got off track there for a second, you said Peter Yan, he's got to be the fight. All right. I believe it, so. It's, well, so it seems like, okay, they don't want to do this because for the first time, I will admit, for the first time I am a believer – in Fight Island. Why? It's not because <laughs> of a thing that happened, you know, from the sky. It's because Wednesday of last week, I got five calls, five calls from different people who are very much in the know saying, yeah, Fight Island is real. Like, they just offered a fight on this date, July 11th, July 18th, et cetera, et cetera. So, Fight Island seems to be real. Now, no one seems to know where exactly Fight Island is. That's but a crazy if we're talking If we're talking about Fight Island in July, then I can understand, all right, Peter Jan, he's going to fight in July or, or so. Maybe he's going to fight? Tra- Aldo. Maybe Tra- Aldo makes no sense to me. It does
1: uh, make sense. Aldo was the guy that was supposed to fight for the belt. Get out of here. Yeah, Aldo. but that
0: never, that never made sense. This was an opportunity to, Bro. you know, to reset.
1: The guy's 0-1 is a bad to no, weight, and 0-2 is a the best. fight. He won the fight. He won that fight against Marlon. Oh, now he we're just going fight. like that? Come on. Well, he the won the fight. Something. He won the fight. You just wrote a whole article last week about how terrible the judges was. I saw it. Yes. I saw it. I actually – you're. Boy, you are one of those guys that talk <laughs> out of this side and just no, well, <laughs> No, no. Nonsense hey. out of this side. Okay, I'll give you a perfect so you example. Judges, I'm consistent. Right? No, I'm consistent. You, you know about, why? But you were talking about the judges. You were talking yeah. about the judges being so bad and all this. And that. But now you're telling me you watch Marla Moraes fight Jose Aldo and you can't say Jose Aldo won that fight.
0: I I did say he won the fight. First of, of all, course. when I was talking about the judges last week, it was because of the empty arena stuff and those wacky decisions. But here's a perfect example of how I have to at the end of the day respect the judges. I think Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. I've said this time and again. I'm pretty sure John Jones doesn't like me right now because I've said it. And who did I put at the top of the pound for pound list when I was asked last week? I had to put John Jones because he's still undefeated, right? even though I actually think that you can make a very strong case that Habib is number two. And I know we're getting off track, but the point is, I still have to respect the result at the end of the day. And the result was on that night that Marlon Moraes beat Jose Aldo so he does not deserve a title shot.
1: Man, I don't know. I don't know who's in a fight. But if if it's me, if I'm making the fights, if I'm making the fights and I got to pick between Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sanhagen, and Jose Aldo, right, as a a promoter or whatever, I'm putting Jose Aldo in there because, one, one, he is the biggest name guy in the division. Even when he came down, he's bigger than Henry Chihudo. He's bigger than Dominic Cruz. All the defenses that he had had over, up at Featherweight, the the, the intrigue, the, the mystique of who Jose Aldo was, the Conor McGregor, right? He fought Conor. He was in there with Conor. You know, he went through the press conferences. All of that rub that he got from Conor is still part of who Jose Aldo is. So you put him in there with a guy like Piotr Young. Piotr Young wins this fight, now he beat Jose Aldo and he's a champion. It's legitimate. But Aljamain, for as great as Aljo is, who I think at some point is going to be a champ, and how good Sanhagen is, they're just not as uh they're just not as as recognizable as some of these other dudes, and and you got to that has to play a part in some things. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. I just think you have a great
0: bantamweight to fight coming up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would be too upset if you make no, that a title yeah. fight, and
1: then the winner fights Peter Young, and everyone's you happy. Just, you don't just throw a title on somebody, though. You don't oh, just throw on. a title. Get on out of here! What are you, you don't just talking throw about? A title on somebody. We come do that on, all the time. Interim title no, this, this, interim title interim, that, interim title yeah, BMF so, title. So hey, so what do you want to do? You want to put an interim title and then have another interim title and then make them combine for the real championship? Come Is that on. what you trying to do? You throw titles like, on people all the time. Is that what you want to do, Aaron? Is that what you want? I'm saying make it a legitimate title
0: fight. How about that?
1: So then, what does Jose Aldo? And nothing. I fight for, anything, nothing.
0: No, Jose so you're Aldo, me, wait, so you're go get me, one win at so 135. So you're telling
1: me that if you, you have four guys, yep. Aldo, Jan, Sanhagen, Aljamain, and you say these two fights are going to be determined who's going to be the Bantamweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. You make the aljamain Sterling sanhagen fight for the title and you make Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan just nothing.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying make Al Jermaine versus Corey Sanhagen for the title on June 6th. So just kick all Jose
1: Aldo. Right? So you're saying just kick the biggest and name
0: the And the win. Out. No, and the winner fights Peter Jan, Jose Aldo, go fight someone else, oh build yourself God. back up. Go you're fight, someone, of, else up. Your go fight of, someone else
1: and build yourself up. you You absolutely. mind. Go fight
0: someone else and get a win at 135. Jose
1: Aldo should be in a title fight. If Jose Aldo is able to fight, if the belt's going to be up for grabs at 135, Jose Aldo needs to be in the conversation. Based on what? Based on the fact that he went to 135 and beat the number one contender,
0: he did. Because wait a second, let me look up a tapology right listen, now. Listen, it, it says L. Oh my god! Topology.
1: It says, <laughs> bro, listen. Hey, listen, listen. "Hey, listen, this is our first fight." Adelaide, Adelaide Bird, Adelaide was there. No, she didn't did see that one. Adelaide was there, bro. And oh was, that god. was the card that changed the result. That <laughs> might be. That might be <laughs> the death knell right there. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go the, crazy, I, dog. Let's not go crazy here. What about like, the fact that last
0: week you were all like, oh, fight on this and that, acting like you were guessing? Two days later, I get, get all this information. You were doing the classic move, which, by the way, I've done before where I pretend like I'm guessing, but I actually have insider info. That's what you were doing. Admit it.
1: You were like, yeah, fight on this July 11th. Listen, you I, had insider info. That's great. I'll just tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. Let's go. Right? I'm going to tell you something right now. If Dana White tells me something, I believe him. That's why if he says Fight Island is real, I say okay, there's a Fight Island. That's pretty much it. Like if Dana tells me something's real, okay, it's Fight Island.
0: But you were very confident last week. I'm it's still like confident. You just got I'm still some as intel. As
1: confident, I'm still as confident that there is a Fight Island. I mean, but as am I. But if now he, I am. If, he, if Dana's out there saying Fight Island, Fight Island, and Ari Emanuel's like, yo, everybody's going crazy about Fight Island. Like there's a Fight Island.
0: My theory is initially when they were scrambling, when they were thinking about, you know. It was uh, just a thought, and now they're was, stuck in it. And, and it became a huge deal, selling T-shirts, all this stuff, and then they worked on it like to make it a real reality. So you think you they've been one, catch, they playing catch-up to make a real listen, fight
1: island.
0: At the end of the day – You are just <laughs> a pessimistic guy,
1: right? You're a pessimist. You're a pessimist. Like, you're Don't a, try to
0: get me in trouble. All I'm saying is it, it's a lot more real.
1: You're, you're, like, you're kind of like – you're like the glass is half empty guy. You're not the glass is half full guy. That's just that how you are. That's actually true. And, and I, I don't know, I've learned this over the time that I've known you. Like you rather err on the side like very cautious. Yes. opposed to taking things for face value. You got to trust people in the world, man. You got to trust people in the world.
0: All right, fair enough. Um by the way, we'll get to that uh the rest of that conversation in a second, but you know it's a great drink to have on Fight Island. Modelo. No <laughs> oh, Modelo. <laughs> Say Modelo as possible. It's Especial, especial. It doesn't matter because we all know that Modelo is brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Modelo is the official beer of UFC and partners with who? DC? Who do they partner with? Amanda Nunes
1: and the That's heavyweight right. champion of the world, Steve Baby the fighting spirit. First responders all around the country.
0: That's right. I think their deal with him uh, lapsed, but in any event, they once did, so it still counts. Anyway, uh, as you know, she's fighting on June 6th against Felicia Spencer. And by the way, don't be sleeping. On the Canadian Felicia Spencer, I feel like she's got upset in her veins. All right, I think so, it's a great fight. I it's, think a great it's a great fight. Great fight. And if uh, and guess what? If history tells us anything about both Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer and every fighter on the planet, we know that they don't give up because they've got the fighting spirit. Great fighters are like great beers. It doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. What's inside of you? What's that DNA all about? Modelo has been the gold standard since 1925. Modelo is a crisp. Pilsner-style lager that set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. Modelo uses premium hops to give the golden lager its crisp taste. So, when you're watching the next big UFC card this Saturday, May 30th, Tyron Woodley, our guy going up against Gilbert Burns, make sure you have a crisp Modelo Especial within reach. Modelo. Rude for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported. Crown imports. Chicago, Illinois. Now, we thank Modelo for their support. Please support them because they support us. DC, there is some Huge, huge news developing at the very top of the UFC's elite. Let me explain to you what's going on here. I don't know if you've been following all this, but did you see where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Saturday afternoon, Jorge Masvidal says, let's run it back. Did you Mm -hmm. see this? Masvidal says let's run it back and at first I was like man he wants to run it back with Ben Askren I mean that was kind of one sided you know what I mean with all due respect the rest... oh and then bro, I was like, you're oh, constantly course.
1: taking shots at Ben
0: Dog, it's bad you're constantly taking shots at Ben Askren bro I just I was surprised it was like such a quick knockout but then it occurred to me that he had the great fight against Nate Diaz I was like wow Nate Diaz we want to run it back with Nate Diaz what happened with Kamar Usman right I'm being told right now negotiations aren't going great for that fight. Now, who's to blame? Who's at fault? Unclear. Negotiations aren't going great for that fight. So it seems as though Jorge Masvidal is saying, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm turning my attention to Nate Diaz. Then all of a sudden, I want to get your thoughts on this in a second. Then all of a sudden, uh, we got Usman's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, telling Brad Okamoto, hey, if that's true, we're going to fight Conor for the belt, right? And then when you start to think about the whole situation, if Nate and Masvidal are linking up and Usman is left on the island, I mean, could you really justify giving Connor the title shot? It seems like a stretch. You've got guys like Leon Edwards and Colby Covington and the winner of Woodley Burns out there. Then you've got a situation where Gaethje and Khabib appear to be matched up. We're turning to July. Connor's without a dance partner. There's literally no one there that makes any sense for Conor McGregor, which is crazy. The biggest draw in the game. So first let me ask you about the Masvidal Usman thing, because this is a crazy thing brewing here. This is a real mess of a situation. How do you feel about Masvidal saying, you know what, Usman, I'm out of here. I'm turning my attention to Nathan Diaz.
1: So what I think is, you know, I think Jorge Masvidal has become such a star, right? The, the BMF title and he knocked out in the way he did. He had such a phenomenal last year that he should be fighting for the belt. Now, most times when you're a guy that's about to challenge for a belt, you don't reach the level of stardom that Jorge has now reached. So when a guy reaches that level of stardom, he wants to be paid in that way. And I think for the risk involved with him taking the Kamaru Usman fight, he probably wants to make the money that shows the risk. But then reality is as a company – does that investment warrant that type of price? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what you have to weigh in. You know, you go into a Jorge Masvidal-Kamaru Usman fight, right? You pay a guy X amount of dollars. I think when the line would open up, Usman would have to be the favorite to win that fight, right? So then if Usman wins the fight, now you've given this guy all the money and uh, he, kind of, he loses to Usman he kind of goes back to being... You know, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? I get it. So I thing- think I just think that in terms of the hype of a fight, Usman Masvidal should be the fight. That would be the best one. I don't want to see Connor fight Kamaru Usman. I don't want to see that fight. Why not? He's too big. He's so big. Usman is. Usman's so big. And, and and not only so big, he's so skilled and tough, man. Like I, I learned a lot about Kamar Usman in the Kobe Covington fight. oh every time people talk to me and I like Usman. And I would say stuff about him, and he would ask me about him. I'd say, you know, I love Usman. I think he's great. But to this point, he's been able to dictate every single exchange of every single fight, right? When it gets rough, he takes him down. If he doesn't want to take him down, he stands and he beats him up. He hasn't had to deal with any adversity. He's been that good. But Covington dealt him a lot of adversity. And he went through that and showed just how absolutely tough and durable he is. I thought Kobe was an issue because of the cardio, the pace, the pressure. Usman matched that and exceeded it to finish Colby, who himself is just a phenomenal fighter. And I just think that all those questions that he answered in that fight with Covington tells me, man, it's going to be very difficult to get that belt off of him for a lot of people. it's He's good, man. And if that physical ability is matched by that mental toughness he showed in the Covington fight, I just don't know if there's a tougher fight for him in the division than Colby Covington right now, just in terms of matchup. Well, yeah. See, I want to see the Masvidal
0: fight. Um, mm-hmm. They've got bad blood. They've got the the run-ins in the past. They talk smack, and I just think it's an interesting fight stylistically. And I think it's a great story that after 18 years in the game, Masvidal gets it's a chance a shot, to fight for yeah. the belt, right? So we're all we're all getting excited. We're moving in this direction, and now we've taken a left turn. And I can't get over, to be honest, I can't get over the hypocrisy of Usman's team saying, "Oh, Connor has to win 10 fights to be in the conversation with Habib," but we're going to give. Conor a welterweight title shot when you've got guys like Colby, Leon Edwards, Tyron Woodley, Gilbert Burns out there? Come on. How do you justify you, this?
1: I think when you talk to the managers, Ariel, like when you're talking to the manager, right? You're talking to Ali. He's speaking to the specific client, right? He's speaking to the specific client, right? Maybe Kamaru Usman does not have the same issue with granting Connor a title fight as be has. You know what I'm saying? What if, what if the fight and the build? Okay, but Habib Usman Kana...
0: as a champion has a responsibility, right?
1: Yes, I understand. Young, but I'm saying, yes, Kobe. he does. He has a responsibility as, as as a champion. But what if he hasn't gone through the build with Connor? What if the build between Habib and Kano was so like bad and all the bad energy that Habib felt all the jumping over the cage? And all? He's like, I don't want to deal with that anymore, right? And he's got money. Habib's making so much money now. It's like, oh, you know, he doesn't really need that fight anymore. Whereas. It would by far be the biggest fight for Usman financially, but again, like I said, you have to remember you're talking to the specific client. Kamara might be like, "Yeah, I'll fight Conor." He might see it as a smaller guy. Yeah, uh, of course, why can, wouldn't he take that? I fight? can take him down. I'm going to make more money. Like it's all those different variables. You know, it's all those different variables. And again, you know, I, I think that when Ali's doing these interviews, he's speaking to the specific client. It's not. Well, we just don't like Conor. He has to win ten fights. He maybe Conor doesn't have to win ten fights to fight Justin, because they don't have that 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 background. I think it's specific to Habib and specific to Usman, specific to Justin. So you got to think like in terms of like just overall, not in terms of individuals, not just overall.
0: Yeah, but they made it so personal that it just seems a little funny. That all—it's very personal.
1: It's personal with all of them, though. But exactly.
0: So then, if you're going to try to block them out, block them out. Don't say I'm going to go for the money grab. But that's.
1: But that's what. But then again, like you can't. If even if Ali and Connor or Ali and Habib have an issue with Connor, that can't cause issues for Kamar Usman and his financial viability. You can't allow those those. You can't allow whatever types of issues you have with one person affect what you do for your other client. Like Ali has, Ali knows that, right? As a businessman, as a manager, he knows that he has to take care of the guy.
0: Oh, okay. So what you're trying to say is Ali isn't the type of guy to use an issue that he might have with one person and oh, extend no, it no, across no, his entire I'm not management team. I'm
1: not, saying, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> because that but, sounds... Well, listen, I get familiar. It. But Anyhow, I'm talking... Like... It doesn't bother Kamaru Usman and his ability to earn a living. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. Getting him the Conor McGregor fight would make a ton of difference in the lifestyle he gets to live. And I think his manager has to understand that. So you've
0: got a fascinating like jigsaw puzzle here. You've got names like Masvidal, Usman, Nate Diaz, um, uh, Conor McGregor, Mm -hmm. Justin, Khabib. They're all… Entangled. In the this reality match. is,
1: the reality is, like if things like, if things work out the way it's supposed to, you have Conor, Nate, Habib, Justin, Usman, Masvidal. That's the way it should Connor, be. Conor, Nate, Habib, Justin, Usman. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should
0: be, right? right. That's what should happen. I don't think it's going to happen that and way.
1: And I believe, and I believe, right? Nate Diaz warrants a ton of money, but he, he mm. should. It's he's Nate Diaz. He doesn't ever have to win a title. He does warrant that money, and I think Masvidal is getting to that point where he does command a big sum but does he command uh, the amount of money to make more than a champion you know I don't know what Kamaru Usman makes but you know like how, how do they come to terms I mean if Jorge Masvidal though was able to complete this whole thing and become the UFC champion he'd be a global superstar like people would not be able to touch him the whole scar face thing and just knocking mm. people out fighting as well as he had I mean, I knew Nate would have a tough time with him. His striking's so good. But if he can become a UFC champion, he, he would go to the moon. Cause he's got everything. He's got the look. He's got the personality. He can be a star. He's already a star, but he could be a real star. And like you said, you know, fighting for the belt after all this time. I think he fought Gil Melendez for the strike force title though. No, I mean, I mean UFC day. title. UFC First title. UFC title. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of, you know, the crown jewel, right? Mm-hmm. I think you would agree with that. I'm really curious to see how it plays out. I'm also curious to see what they come up with for July 11th. Because July 11th, I know it's not going to be your typical international fight week. But still, I think everyone it's is programmed, mm-hmm. you know, to, to think that that, like, show in early July is a big one. Here we are, May 25th. The clock is ticking, right? And I know the standards are a bit different, like we're, we're literally announcing cards like a week out now because things are so crazy. Mm-hmm. But what's gonna happen July 11th? Will this be Fight Island? Will this be Connor's return? If it is Connor's return, who's he fighting? You know, is there a chance? I'm not ruling this one out, DC, and I wanna get Jones. your thoughts. Where's Jones? I'll get to Jones in a second. I'm not ruling this one out. I'm not ruling out Connor versus Justin and then the winner fights Habib in the fall. Obviously, Habib's going through some personal things and we want to continue mm-hmm. to wish oh. our best to him and his family. And, you know, it's been a very trying time for him and who would blame him if he wants to take a little more time? I'm not ruling out Connor versus Justin. How about that?
1: I think it's, I think more likely Jones would fight than Connor versus Justin. I think that they're going to save the Justin versus Habib fight. I think that's the fight to make. I think that um, it's going to happen. You know, Habib's still training through all this, right? Like, through Ramadan, through his father's issues. Every day, he's training. He's still working. You know, he's a professional, and he'll be ready to fight come September. And okay. uh, But I think and, – and, and look, if Justin has to sit from May to – when do we start these fights? In May or April? May. That's not that long. No, if he Four has months. to sit from May to September, that is not bad for Justin Gaethje because that was no. still a tough fight between him and Tony Ferguson. I know he didn't get beat up like most guys do against Tony, but he needs to rest and recover, especially if he's going to fight the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. In my opinion, Habib is number one. Um, it, it, it's not bad, but I think, I, I just, I just believe that, like I said last week, I think if you put Nate versus Connor on Fight Island and then you somehow make the Masvidal versus Usman fight, you're good. I mean, that would be the fight for July 11th. Masvidal versus Usman. That's the fight for July 11th because I think with everything surrounding the fight, it doesn't matter that there's not much time to build it or if they can even put a second title fight. I know it's good when there's two championship fights, but you got at Asanya in Australia. You got volkanovski has gone. Um, what other foreigners to champ right now?
0: Um, who are, uh, well, Habib,
1: obviously. Habib's gone. Like you have three champions that are stuck. They're gone. They can't get here. Right. So it's like, Zhang li has gone. Yeah, Zhang li has gone. So you have four champions that aren't available right now until Fight Island's ready to go. I think you put Usman Masvidal at the top of a card, that one fight is big enough to, to sustain that card.
0: So fascinating times, not only because this, I love this stuff. I don't know if you love it as well I as, do. as much as I do. But negotiations, we were just talking about negotiations. You brought up Bones. How about this story? So <laughs> all in he's he's like transparent jones is to me i i joked about this last week it's like sea level Kane. it's like motivated bj he's just airing out all the dirty laundry on Mm -hmm. twitter um regarding his quote-unquote negotiations now i heard the negotiations weren't all that extensive more exploratory text messaging and whatnot but they finally remember i was talking last week about the game of chicken who's going to come to the table first who's going to ignite the talks well the talks were finally
1: ignited and they got nowhere Basically, they got nowhere. So, what was the number, though? That's the question. What was the number? Was the number realistic? Was the number insane? Because. What's a realistic
0: number for John Jones to fight Francis Ngannou, in your opinion? Can I ask that?
1: Yeah. uh, There's a risk involved, right? He's moving up the heavyweight. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I remember a time when John Jones and I were going to fight, and he was like, I got $10 million, right? Like, total. He's like, I got $10 million. That's what he kept saying. Right. And um if you have ten million dollars, you get half of that in one fight? I think that's good. you if you made five million plus pay. So you don't year, think you should get more for going up to heavyweight? No, man. I didn't I mean, people don't get more to go up to heavyweight. Like I didn't get more to go up to heavyweight. I got I mean, you know. Well, I did get <laughs> <laughs> I like, I was lying. I was, lying. I was just lying. I was just lying. I caught myself lying. I'm sorry. I did I, I did. You but again, did get more. I did get more. But, yeah. <laughs> let's say John is, but let's say John Jones' base pay is $3 million. See, uh-huh. his base pay is $5 million. Then give him $7 million. That's $2 million. But, like, what was the number? You know, like, it, that would be, when you're talking transparency, tell the number. If you're being transparent, tell the number That's, that you threw out there. I would
0: love that. Listen, I, know, right? I'm if a big fan. Out the
1: number, if you throw out the number, what do you think is legitimate for him to go up? $12 million? $20 million? Like, what's the number? I, I couldn't agree more with your point that if we're gonna be I think that all the purses should be
0: public, not because I wanna be up nope. in your business.
1: But then we know what people are truly, you know, people what they're have about. no idea. People have no idea what we make and I love it that way. You I love, it? love it. Yeah, absolutely of love it. Of course you do. But people now here in a situation oh, you're, like you're, this You're underpaid. This dude's so underpaid. I'm like, Are you guys stupid? Like how crazy can you be? But it also keeps your family off of you. That's the beauty in it, right? Everybody's always like, can I borrow something? Like, hey, man, I'm broke. You saw I made $500,000 last fight. Like, I got to take care of my family. I bought a house. Like, I'm broke, man. Like, I made 500 grand. But isn't
0: there a responsibility now? You got everyone excited, right? And I'm not just saying on the UFC's part. I feel like there's a responsibility on John's part, on Francis's part. Like, you got everyone excited with all the tweets. You guys got to figure this out because, with all due respect, it took me some time to get on board. I was pushing for the Reyes fight. But mm-hmm. now if you go back and fight Jan Reyes, it feels like a letdown. Like a
1: letdown. You can't especially, get us all excited and be like, especially oh. Behovich, especially yeah. Behovich. Like and I don't want to Behovich. disrespect them. Don't want to disrespect Jan, but look, man, when it comes to Jones, not many betting lines are close, right? You put him in there with Jan, it'll be a big time. It'll be sep- The separation will be massive, but you have to, if you make the fight happen, or look, man, if I'm the UFC, I make it public, right? If we're shared. I sure. say, hey, I, would love I say, this is what this dude asked for. Like, that's absurd. And then, but then if you do that, right, if you do that, if you say, this is what he asked for, and all those numbers that you say are behind the scenes, I'll say, this is what he asked for, and this is what he made last time, right? I would put his numbers out there. That, would all, be that great. Indis- all that underscores pay, I'd make public and go, now tell me how I'm being unrealistic to think, one, you're going to fight with no crowd now, so the gate's gone, Right. And you got to sell a pay per view against a guy who's scary, right? Stepe, I was on the card with Stepe and Francis for as scary as Francis was. it's Not like Stepe and I and me and Volkan, Stepe and Francis did gangbusters numbers. You know what I'm saying? That, and, and I think that was even before the ESPN deal came in. That was just the normal pay per view uh, system. Right. So it's not like Francis is going to make your numbers skyrocket through the through the moon. So he's a little hotter now, though, right? Than he was going to so that but just a little think bit. Back, think back to then, though. Like I remember you let, he just you knocked think, that over him. He knocked that the, the sent his head to the moon, right? Remember, he hits harder. The, the impact is harder yes. than if Akia hits the you wall, know, <laughs> right? Like, so you got to think back to then, right? So it's right. not like it's much different. And so – but if you ask me personally, I think this is a fight. Jones is supposed to win too. It's like I think he's supposed to win this fight. Did you see the lines came out and he's the dog? Yeah, Francis is – because everybody falls in love with power. But I bet right. you by the time the fight would hit the cage – Jones would be the favorite because the public would bet him above and got him. And because I just think, you know, I just think like, you know, he, the, the, the talent level of Francis is so vast that people respect him and they should, because he's a savage, but I think, you know, I think make it public. I'd make they it need all to public. figure this out. I'd make it, it I'd make it all public. I'd put oh, Francis' purse out. I'll put Jones's purse out from Reyes. And then I would put what they asked for. And then it's now we're talking transparency, right? Because right now, You're getting one side of the story. I agree. You're getting what those guys are saying. And the UFC is kind of staying mum. They're staying true to the code of how they've done business. When in reality, put it out there. If you guys want to put it out there, let's put it out there. If you ask for $20 million and you made $5 million last fight, that's unrealistic. Like don't, don't, um, you're painting me out to be something that's not necessarily true when the reality is if you're asking for $20 million, do you really want the fight? You know, it's like. I want to fight, I want to fight, but I'm going to ask for such an absurd amount of money that it just gets... Is he hit. asking for 20
0: or you're just using I it I have as no a, idea. just using it as a yeah. baseline, right?
1: Because what, 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 what would be a number that the UFC... Because I'm almost certain the UFC would give him $7, 8000000 million. I don't think for a second they would. I think they would give him that, plus pay-per-view. Well, but that's, that's going to be so interesting crazy.
0: also to monitor in this new normal because, as you mentioned, no gate for the UFC now, so they're taking a hit there. Even though the fighters don't get a percentage of the gate, this is going to come up... And I've heard it come up already in talks with other people in the sport that the UFC is saying like, look, you know, we'll pay you what's on the contract. I don't know about these big bumps that you're looking for. And everyone, look, you can make a case, hey, I'm fighting in the midst of a pandemic. I deserve a little more. And they could say, yeah, we get it, but we're not making money off the gate. It's going to be really interesting to see how they figure these things out. Same with Israel and Paulo Costa. There's some big fights that are like this close to happening, but none of them have happened or have been signed yet because I think there's
1: these hurdles that they need to overcome. And I think it's like massive with the, fights. Gate, with the gate at the most, most of the time with the gate though, Ariel, like the gate pays almost the entire fight purse, like the card, the purse for almost everybody on the fight card yep. when you have these big ones, you know, so,
0: so they're doing, well. it is
1: something, you know, it is something. So I don't know, man, I think that's another, like you said, hurdle, another uh, part of the whole deal that you got to kind of take into consideration.
0: By the way, what about everyone losing their minds on Saturday when Connor comes out all of a sudden with his pound for pound
1: rankings and everyone just loses their mind, right? Everyone weighs in on this. Yeah, like, but that's him though. Connor's such a big deal, right? Everybody pays attention. Like, it's like these people don't have the ability to just like ignore it. Like everybody wants to say something. So everyone wants
0: to say something. I didn't really engage, but I have to be honest. I get offended about one thing and this is not because we're doing the show. Your name does not come up enough. Mm-hmm. in the power for pound discussion
1: ever it's it's, it's and i'm for, not
0: talking about the current i'm talking about the all time
1: yeah it's so odd i don't know i don't know what it is that makes people not respect what you've done but maybe you're one of those guys that is gonna it, the, the the legacy you leave will be respected and held in more high regard when you're gone because the reality is i did this thing all the way right i did it all the way right you know i i never tested positive for anything i Never. If you want to say I cheated, the only thing that they can ever say I cheated was was, was the thing in Buffalo with the towel thing. That's it. That's it. Like this. If that's the biggest thing you have to hold against me, then are that, you are I'm, you owning up to something? No, Is this I'm not owning Armstrong up to anything. Right I'm just you know, I'm saying like everybody's like, oh, you held the towel. I didn't hold the towel. But if you want to say I held the towel, then listen. Okay. Well, I think there's actual no.
0: footage of you touching no, I mean, the towel.
1: Listen, I didn't touch the towel. But like, if you want to let your eyes trick you, let your eyes trick you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but i'm saying like it was all an illusion but if that's the biggest thing say i if i even if i did say by chance that i touched that towel very slightly right that's the biggest thing you got to hold against yeah. you and you've got people that that you're putting at the top of these lists with two three four five failed steroid tests and you're holding these things in the same type of level like that's crazy like that's so crazy but uh, when i when i see dj and Give I me your see, top
0: five. Give me your top five right I now. I see
1: DJ and I see George up there and Connor and these guys. There's nothing bad tied to their names at all. And so what's like, your top okay. five?
0: Give me your top five.
1: <sighs> First off, I've made this very clear. Fail steroid tests or anything, you're out. You're out. That's that's if I, you, I love it. you're out. You, I fail love any, it. you fail any steroid test, you're out, right? No? I mean, Barry Bonds is out. Yep. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I what mean, Mark so. McGuire's not in the Hall of Fame. Dude's, dude, dude, seventy-five home Roger runs in Clemens. one season. Roger Clemens. Yeah. test you out. That's the way. That's the way a lot of sports have uh have done it. But I I say uh, in no particular order, Demetrius Johnson, George St. Pierre, um, Habib Nurmagomedov, Who goes to twenty-eight? No, myself's in there. And, uh, honestly, man, you know, when you start doing that, I think you gotta, I mean, I think. How are you forgetting I, the greatest of all time? I said, George. did
0: you forget George? Oh, did you say George? I said George, George. I oh, said damn. George right bad. <laughs> away.
1: But no, I think honestly, man, you start weighing accomplishments and you got to start thinking in, in, in time, you know, when you start going five, six, Conor McGregor's in there. Dude won two titles. I know he didn't defend anything, but he, sure. he won Two championships and okay.
0: So, the, the five that you came up with were Habib, Connor, George, well,
1: Habib, George, DJ, myself,
0: and Demetrius. Probably McGregor,
1: but, probably McGregor, or he won two belts, you know. Oh, Henry so who's number one, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo's in there too. So, like five, six, Henry Cejudo won two belts. Like, who's number he, one in your mind? The greatest fighter of all time, I think George St. Pierre. Honestly, if I got to be honest, I think George St. Pierre, I think when George St. Pierre won that fight against Michael Bisping at one eighty five and became a champion in two weights with all he had done before. I think it's George. And then this walked is,
0: away as one seventy champ, walked away at one eighty five. It's no slight on, inches, hey, losses.
1: I'm not trying to slight Anderson. I'm not trying to slight Jones. Like the talent is is it's very visible. But you start failing tests, man. And you can't fail tests. You just can't fail tests. So when these people are doing – when they're doing and they're they're saying all that and, and my name's never mentioned, it's so crazy. Well, but so yeah. then can I say something to you? If mm-hmm. we're going to
0: go with those guidelines, and I have no problem with them, honestly. If we're going to go with the you have to be 100% clean, no infractions on your resume, no PD failures, any of that, it's George St. Pierre and then it's you. I'm sorry. like I love DJ, but mm-hmm. let's look at the strength of schedule here. Let's look oh, at the fact sure. that you went up to heavyweight when he went up to 135 and fought – dominate no, yeah i know I, I, it That's blows I'm, my I'm mind that you don't get mentioned in this discussion
1: it's just the way people are man like people don't they want to take does it bother back. you not necessarily it, it, a you little know, bit it just kind of like it just i just don't understand why the body of work isn't as respected as some of the other people you know it just but it's what it is you know i've never i've never had like stipe beat me right with no questions Stepe was clean he's a good man he's a good fighter, and he, Man, that dude dug deep. I beat him up so much. I hit him so many times. He was in phenomenal shape. He got the job done. I have no qualms about it. But like some of the other things, you know, like there's steroid tests and everything else involved. Like that's not that's not a, a and he dude might have still won the fight. Jones might have still beat me. But when you get those things on your when you get those things in there, it kind of sucks, man. It just it just sucks. So I think if but again, like I said, a lot of fans are 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 kind of like. They're not that smart, you know, so they just see things what they want to see. Like, I from love the it.
0: fighters too. I feel like the fighters should give you more respect, to be honest. I
1: think I think a lot and it's of it's not just
0: Connors list. I noticed it from all the fighters. They don't mention you enough. You went up there you were undefeated as a heavyweight. You had mm-hmm. fights. It wasn't I think people forget that before the Stepe fight, international fight week, that you had a few fights in the UFC, let alone mm-hmm. Strike Force as a heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Mir, Roy Nelson. Those guys were top
1: contenders. They were both in the top five when I fought. Them. Yeah. Right? So my title shot was legitimate. I felt, but hey, look, man, you can't change the way people see things. But I think if if people look at everything, all things considered, you know, be fine. I mean, I'm a guy that's that's main evented what eight UFCs. I've sold over four million pay per views. I saw something somewhere. You know, like it's it's uh, I've done some good things in this sport, and I think as time goes, people will respect that more, especially if I win this belt from the old and I become a two-time light heavyweight champion and a two-time heavyweight champion, you know, then you can't question anything. Amen. I'm com- Amen. I'm comfortable in, in where I stand though. You should be. And honestly, and honestly in where the, the, the organization sees me in the grand scheme of things, because that's what matters. And the and I have a ton of fans that are so supportive and they're so loving and they care. And they they I, As much as I get the people that don't respect the things I've done, I've got a, it's five times, uh, the size of people that support me and do and believe that I am one of the best fighters of all time.
0: Now as we round third here. Round on third, round third. Um and by the way, amen to everything that you just said. You know, you you could have thrown me into that. I mean, I know you don't, you know, care as much for for my support. You didn't even give me credit about that.
1: No, I mean, I, it, it doesn't. It, the post fight yeah. interview, and honestly, the support yeah. that you have showed over the course of my career has been fantastic. Oh, I mean, now you're of, gonna say it after I think bring a it lot up, of us. I mean? think a lot of us. I think a lot of times, like a lot of the things that we had to, that a lot of those interviews and and it just built the ability to do this together now, right? Because sure. those interviews felt so natural. But yeah, man, like. You know, off air, behind the scenes, there's been some times that I've looked to you to help me. in a lot. What
0: about the time when I like single handedly put together the Patrick Cummins fight? You know, you you that was that was you. Listen, I got receipts. I got receipts. That was all
1: you. I remember that you were like, man, Ryan Parsons and this guy Patrick Cummins. He works. I was like, well, you called me
0: crying because Rashad got hurt and you weren't going to be able to have your light heavyweight debut. That's all. That's a story for a a different day. I've told that story in other places, but let me ask you about this. Our guy T Wood. T Wood finally coming back. back. I'm excited. And I feel like there's a big difference between this T Wood and the T Wood that fought Kamara Usman. Because this T Wood, and he will admit it, he had a lot on his plate when he fought Usman. He had rap uh, album release parties coming up the next day and all this stuff. I feel like this T Wood is
1: focused and is pissed off. And and I like it. Tyron Woodley's scary. If Tyron Woodley's focused, he's scary, you know? I think, I think people miss. Everything that comes with becoming the USC champion, there's a lot of noise on the outside. You know, it's hard to stay in here um, when you're wearing that big gold belt. Like, when you're wearing that big gold belt, man, everybody wants a piece of you. And I think Tyron started to look at the, the new shiny things, you know, like all the new shiny things. He started chasing it. You know, it, it, it happens to all of us. I mean, I almost went to the Saints – Practice game against the Chargers the day before I fought Steve at USC 241. On Friday, they had a preseason game and they invited me over. <laughs> and my wife was like, Daniel, don't fall in love with all the new shiny things. People pulling you. You would never go anywhere on a Friday before a fight. Mm. So I stayed in my lane. Obviously, I still lost the fight, but I felt much better doing what I was supposed to do and not, uh, and not, uh, just kind of doing it. And I think Tyron, Tyron fell in love with the uh, uh, Tyron fell in love with the new shiny things.
0: I'm excited about this fight. I think the winner of this fight could be the number one contender. And again, further, you know, uh, fuel to the fire where I was saying, it's a little crazy for Usman now to be saying like, yeah, I'm going to give Conor the 170 pound title show. When you've got Woodley or Burns, who's looked amazing and who has been so active in the last, you know, two years. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how he looks. Um, and I, and I like the mindset. I've talked to him several times. I like the mindset. I like where he's at. I like how he's feeling. I like what he's saying in particular. Now, before we go, D.C., there's a new thing that I want to do at the end of the show. I want to give shout-outs, okay? You mm-hmm. can give shout-outs, too. But first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to the late, great Coach Eddie Sutton.
1: Oh, man. Coach Sutton, yeah, one of the great Oklahoma State coaches, passed over the weekend. You know, I just remember Coach uh, was just always so nice to the wrestlers, and he was larger than life when I was in college. You know, we he took us to maybe two uh, Final Fours when he was there and just an Oklahoma State legend, uh, a phenomenal man. His wife passed before, and now he gets to go, and they can be together again. So we're going to miss Coach Sutton. The entire Cowboy family, is uh, we lost a great one. But um, what a phenomenal man, and he lived a good life.
0: I want to give a shout-out and an old tip of the cap to Coach John Smith, who's mm-hmm. headed to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. What? Yep. do you – Tip your cap to John Smith for us one time. John
1: Smith going going into the Hall of Fame. Um, First wrestler ever to go into Oklahoma Hall of Fame. I can't believe that it took this long, Um, but he's in. And honestly, uh, good for Coach Sutton to go into the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, just very recently before his passing. So I don't know if uh, this was just timing or if they may have known something was up with Coach Sutton. But, uh, yeah, Coach is going to the Hall of Fame, and it's so well-deserved. Uh, may just be the greatest athlete in Oklahoma history.
0: Shout out to Robert Pearson, who continues to make those great pictures for us last yep. week doing the Beverly Hills. Now you're even making, you're making demands. You're already putting in requests for the next one.
1: I'd like I to be gratis. To see the George Jefferson one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to look like Sherman Helmsley on the next one.
0: I, I was, <laughs> that would, <laughs>
1: that's going to be a good
0: one. <laughs> I was hoping for you with your pants undone, but I'll take, I'll take that one no, too. I'll take the
1: Sherman Helmsley one.
0: Shout-out to good old JR, who last week gave you a shout-out, who was glowing about you when I interviewed him. Jim Ross, that is, of AEW fame. What a legend, man. When you got Taker and JR, back-to-back weeks, showing you love, now you know you made it in my mind.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because I've long been fans of those guys. But when I tell you Jim Ross is a sweetheart, man, I remember running into him um, at a steakhouse in Los Angeles when Ronda was about to fight Cags and And we sat and we talked, and he was just one of the nicest people you could ever meet and he was with his wife at the time um before she passed away and and he just was just a sweetheart of a man and i feel like we've developed a really good relationship not only uh as a fan of jr but also just personally so you know we'll text back and forth sometimes and i'm glad that i've been able to make a connection with some of the people i've looked up to for so long
0: Shout out to Iron Mike, who looks phenomenal. You see that guy without a I mean, shirt? Holy smokes! Those Mike pets. Tyson.
1: Talk about Mike Tyson making a a a a career or a, a life turnaround. I mean, remember Mike on The Hangover or Mike yeah. when he was doing the stand-up shows? He was three hundred and something pounds. He looks great. I love the gray beard. I love that him and Triple C are running around, rolling around everywhere. Vitor Belfort too. Vitor Belfort's in there. I just think. Seeing Mike Tyson in such a great place is good. It, it gives you hope, right? Because you know Mike was disturbed at times. But looking at him today, it makes you very happy to see how his life has turned.
0: And what about Tito Ortiz trying to get in on that? You see that? The f- Hats off to Tito Ortiz. for even
1: <laughs> <laughs> attempting to do that. He's going to get crushed. But okay,
0: go ahead. Well, enjoy I don't game even game. know if there's That's interest in that particular fight. And also <laughs> the the bare knuckle guys. But, you know. Everyone's $20 million to,
1: to Mike Tyson. Like you're going to give Mike Tyson 20 million. Like Mike Tyson was making a hundred million. Like you got to up that ante a little bit. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you want to get a guy Mike who's doing very good on his podcast, making a mm-hmm. ton of money, if you're going to ask him to get in the training camp and fight again, you're going to have to up that number, maybe probably double or put that up to 50 million and you might get some interest.
0: Uh, a couple more shout out to uh, Tiger and Phil. That was a lot of fun yesterday. I enjoyed that with Tom Brady and Payne Manning, and also because they raised twenty million dollars for COVID nineteen relief. Uh, unfortunately, I want to send our condolences to the the family of Shad Gaspard, who uh, oh, tragically passed away last week. And uh, it was a really tough week for pro wrestling. A lot of uh, a lot of bad news out of the world of pro wrestling. And finally, shout out to the great Owen Hart, who mm. uh, this past week was the anniversary of his. Uh, Tragic passing. That dark side of the ring episode it was, was it uh, was phenomenal. Really well done. It's great insight.
1: Look at at all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and so that's uh, a great
1: show. I'm so glad that you put me on to that. And I had I had never watched it. I remember when you told me watch the Crispin Wawen, and I was very like scared because I knew the story a little bit, and it says this, it's as bad as you mm-hmm. could have imagined, right, from just hearing what you heard back then. But man, that is a fantastic show, especially for a guy that loves professional wrestling. But you know. Watching the Owen Hart story, it was easy to kind of forget how talented and how good he was, and uh unfortunate the way that he—I mean, the way that he passed away.
0: Oh, and let's end on a happy note. Shout out to Joe Rogan, the hundred million dollar oh, man.
1: My goodness, Woo-wee. my man! Rogan, Joe my Rogan. Rogan cashed in. <laughs> Rogan's like, ah, I'm cashing my chips. Hey, <laughs> Rogan's walking up to the cage in Vegas. He's got chips in the freaking. He's got a bag. <laughs> you know, you walk up to the cage in Vegas with your chips, and then you got them in your hand like this. Rogan's carrying a freaking Santa sack full of <laughs> chips, just pour it out. I'm closing you mugs down. Rogan, Rogan's shutting down this place. But I got a thing the other day uh, from this guy that said since Joe Rogan announced the deal, Spotify's stock raised yeah. 50%. I mean, I don't know should,
0: if it's 50, but it did raise.
1: It shows you the, uh, and, and again, I threw out a number, but it's massive. It's a massive spike in Spotify's uh, uh, the interest. It shows you the level of star that Joe Rogan is, and I'm so happy. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Joe, man. He, he had a vision way back in like 2009 when no one else was doing it. He stands firm, and, and he can hold a debate with anyone. That's the most important part of being Joe Rogan, right? You can have uh, the most uh, conservative guy on the show trying to tell you his views and you got to be able to stand up and talk to him and discuss and, and debate him. And you can have the most liberal guy on the other side trying to say, and you got to be able to converse and debate with that person. And Joe can do that in politics. Joe can do that in, 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 you know, some of the crazy stuff they talk about. You know, he can have, what's the guy's name? The black guy, Neil? Neil DeGrasse up there. Oh, yeah. He can talk Tyson. about space travel, Tyson Degrassi, He can talk about space travel. He can talk about conspiracy theories. He's just so well-versed in everything that he's able to to fit with anybody. So good on well, Joe.
0: The way this endeavor is uh, trending, we'll be the $200 oh. million man I would hope in so. no time. Oh, one. in no time. One
1: million dollar man. We're good. One million dollar man. We're good.
0: Just hit your wagon to this uh, horse right here. And you know what I'm saying? Hey, let's
1: just remember, hey, let's just remember, look, you're a big time star. You are. And I love you. Boy, I love you. I love you, Ariel. But there's two things today that gives me great comfort. One, the show's DC and Helwani. <laughs> Two, when my phone disconnected on Mike and Wingo, yes. they went to commercial break and said, let's wait for
0: DC to get back. That is true. It is. And I was going to hate him for it, but you told me not to. The moment your phone cut off, they're like, oh, let's go to a commercial break. I was like, what am I, Chop liver here? I can hold this segment. I can keep this train rolling along. Damn. Somebody so likes me,
1: right? Somebody yeah. likes me. So when the are making Craig. all these things, these 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 things, and these lists, and they don't like me, and the fans don't like, me. somebody does, right? Somebody does.
0: Well, I'll tell you who doesn't like you, corporate Jake, because he's freaking out. We've got, we've entered all caps mode of the, uh, oh, the messages. This yes, isn't to even wrap. very long.
1: It's an hour and 15 minutes. Uh,
0: hey, listen, he's got, hey, listen, he's got places to be apparently. It's Memorial Day. He's very busy today. Hey, Jake, Go why don't you working. put that,
1: why don't you put that camera up and show that tank top? Jake <laughs> wants to get out to the pool. Jake got that tank top. He got that farmer's tan. Jake's like all white on the arms and he's all
0: tan. back and arms <laughs> and neck that I've ever come across. <laughs> Nothing up here, but somehow he's George the Animal Steel oh, down here very oh
1: good
0: it's Amazing. unbelievable all right well we're out of time thank you very much to modell thank fun. you to corporate JTS. but you say it like you're surprised like that you didn't really know that this one. was fun that was a good one listen you can do all the shows you can do all the fights you want may 30th june 6th etc but we all know you have the most fun every monday with me yeah
1: it's great it's great my man ariel
0: dc thank you so much uh safe travels give us an old tip of the cap why don't you <laughs> Uh, thank you once again to, to everyone who, uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice for this great country, allowing people like Daniel Cormier and myself to live out our dreams. We are thinking about you. We are honoring you today. And mm-hmm. I hope that everyone out there is safe and healthy. Thank you to all of you who continue to write in great comments about this show. We're going to keep the train rolling along. You, you want to say something there? You that's the, finger.
1: that's the biggest shout out, right? To all yes. the people that have served this great country. You know, I've got a lot of family that, that served in the military and we are thankful for you and, and like you said, all the people that have perished and made the ultimate sacrifice so that we can live as we live today, uh, proud and free uh, in, and living in the greatest country in the entire world. I know saying this to a Canadian guy bless and America. how much pride you have in your country, but this is the United States of America. And God bless America. It's the best place in the world to live, baby. I love this place, man. I would never want to go anywhere else.
0: All right. Well, no one's asking me to, so that's good news, except for Fight Island, which you probably know where it is, but we'll save that for next week. Thanks to all of you who continue to rate, review, download, subscribe the show, and watch it as well. We love you all. Have a great week. Enjoy the fights on Saturday. We'll talk to you Monday. Peace. We're out of here.